to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. There's such a sweet, sweet spirit in the house today. Just the presence of God is so tangible and real. And I know you feel it. Because what happens is, when the praises go up, the presence comes down. And as we pause from that crazy world that's waiting for us out there, isn't it good to be in the house of God? I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That the sweet spirit of God is in this place, loved ones. And that he's longing to meet with you. He's longing to step right into the middle of your circumstance, your world, your pressure, your question, and meet you. His presence wants to surround all that you walk in this room with. And I would tell you today that today is not a day of just happenstance and circumstance and routine and ritual. That Today is a divine appointment for you because the King of glory is waiting on you. He wants to meet with you. He wants you to hear his voice. He wants you to walk out different than you walked in. Praise his name. Because as the praises go up, the presence comes down. So Father, that's our prayer today. As we elevate the name of Jesus, as we enter your gates with thanksgiving and enter your courts with praise, that by your good grace, your presence falls. As we give you our best, you give us more than we deserve. So, Father, we honor you today, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Majesty, dominion, authority, presence. We thank you for giving us breath in our lungs today. The great gift of being in this house to worship you, to elevate your name. Father, speak to us. We need you. We need to hear from you. And if you would say this after me, this is God's word. Help me hear it. This is God's word. Help me receive it. This is God's word. Help me obey it. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Man, we are, um, I'm so honored, 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 honored to be at the church at Bushland, commonly known as TCAB. And um, my wife was here at Mother's Day, and I get the joy to be with you here on Father's Day. Um, just, I'm, just, I'm just overjoyed to be in this house. We love this church. I told uh, Pastor Jeff and Melissa last night, like, this church is a house of honor. 
they, I fully believe that they are, they are honoring, honoring leaders. That everything they do, they want to bring honor to the Father. And I can tell you this as a guest of yours and them, that they have honored us. And so thank you for letting us be here. And, and we are, I'm honored to uh, stand before you today. I, I pray that um, I don't get in the way of God. I'm like Paul. Help me not do anything in my flesh, Lord, that I might not rob the cross of Christ of its power. Amen? So I don't want you to come here, Dale, forehand. I don't want you to come be wowed by some eloquent message. I want you to come and hear from God Almighty because he wants to speak to you. As I was praying in the, in the parking lot before I came in, the Lord just dropped into my soul, into my spirit. These two words, receive and release. Like he, I really believe that God wants you to receive something today. And I believe he wants you to release something possibly. Like he wants, he's got something he has for you today, loved ones. For you watching online, you in the house, God has something. He is so expectant. He's so happy you're here. He's so fired up that his kids joined in worship. Like, do you know what's going on in the heavenlies? Like here in Amarillo, Texas, God was pleased because his name was elevated. His kids were in the house and they were praising his name. He's so happy you're here and so am I. Like it's a good, it's a good thing that we're in the house of God. And so I'm, I'm just fired up to be here today and, and I'm excited about Father's Day. I'm, I am a father, I have two children. I have a son, 31. I know you're not, you don't look that old. I've got a son, 31, and a grandson, three, and a daughter, 26. And um, I'm blessed to be a father. And my grandfather's name is Papa D. And Gina is Honey. And uh, I'll get home to see them tonight. But today... God has a divine appointment for you and for me. Are you excited about to be in God's house today, loved ones? Come on, give an amen. All right. Um, as Father's Day, I've been thinking about a lot of these phrases that happen to fathers and things that are said by the world to men, like, be the man. Be the man. Leave your legacy. Leave your mark. Like these, these words that men get, right? And, and it's okay. You know, I think there's some truth to that. But I, I want to stretch your thought about that some men and even to the ladies today because it's not just going to be a Father's Day man sermon. I believe this will be for everybody in the house. But I want to kind of change your thought about what some of the things like be the man and leave a legacy and, and, and leave your mark, those phrases, because I think they have some truth, but I think I want to stretch you to maybe a greater truth about what could be the reality of what we should do with our lives. Because you know, it matters how you live. It matters what you say. It matters what you do. It matters how you represent things and especially how you represent Christ. It really does matter. And there's a, Dr. Larry Crabb says this, that one of our greatest fears is the fear that we didn't leave. There was no example or there was no uh, mention or so no mark that we were ever here. It's like a person who put their hand into a bucket of water, took their hand out of the bucket of water, and there was never an example that they were ever there. Like that's a terrible life to live, right? And I think somehow that's why we get this, leave the mark, like be the man, leave the legacy, because we all want to be known for something. What are you gonna be known for? What are you going to be known for? Like, what are, what are people going to say about you? And, and so today I want to talk about not leaving a legacy, not leaving a mark, not being the man, but I want, my sermon title is Be the Mark. Be the Mark. Be the Mark. Be the Mark. Because I believe, unlike any, ever before when I created, in our creation, the time of, of time, that, that the world is looking for people. The world out there is looking for people 
that make a difference. For, I mean, that, 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 that they want to be like, that, that, the, that the world is looking for people who walk with Christ. Like you're needed. As the world gets darker, the light needs to get brighter, amen? And so you got to be the mark. You got to be the mark. You got to be the mark. So I want to go into the book of Philippians chapter three. Now I'm going to read it from the King James Version. We're going to go a little old school from the King's English, okay? And so we're going to go to the King James Version because I think this version of Philippians chapter three really kind of unpacks or gives us a little bit depth to what it means to be the mark. Everybody say, be the mark. That's where we're headed today. Philippians chapter three says this, brethren and sistren, okay? Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them. Some of your virgins might say, take notice or look to. Be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an ensample. Anybody use the word ensample lately? Like that, that's, that's that King James version. And I'm gonna unpack that here in a the, in the moment. But what he's saying to the church at Philippi was, mark them. In other words, I want you to take notice of people. In other words, I want you to take notice of people who have decided to be the mark. Like when, some, when would somebody say, take notice of me, Paul says this, follow my example or imitate me as I imitate Christ. And so he's like, be the mark, be the mark, be the mark. Mark them. Would you be one of those people that they would say, I want them to mark me? Be the mark, be the mark, be the mark. Because see, there is a world out there looking for the answer to their problem. And sometimes, many times, it's gonna come by the way that you are going to be the mark for them. So you're going to be the mark, be the mark, be the mark. Take notice to them. Would you be a person that somebody would want to take notice of to be the mark so that we might be an ensample? Now, that word ensample, like maybe this will help you understand kind of what he's doing there. Like anybody been to Costco or, or to Sam's or to, you know, and, and you go around in these Costco and Sam's and they got these people and they've got these little trays, right? And they've got these little medicine cups and they've got this big bag of like Cheetos, and in the medicine cup is a what? Sample of what's in the big bag of Cheetos. And what they're trying to get you to do is to take a sample because if you like the sample, you're gonna like the whole thing. That's what Paul's saying to the church of Philippi. You be an example, you be a sample because when they taste and see what you got, they're gonna want the whole thing and his name is Jesus. Come on, somebody. I said, you're going to be, I want to be a sample so that somebody, when they look at my life because they, I've, decided, I've decided to be the mark, then I'm going to lead them to the whole thing and his name is Jesus. That's what he's saying in this verse. Like, you know, you guys who go to, to, go to Baskin Robbins or your favorite ice cream store and they got that whole case, Rocky Road, you know, the, my favorite pralines and cream, you know, uh, moose tracks or, or whatever your flavor, favorite flavor is and you go up and you're like, could I have one of those plastic spoons, please? Because you want to what? Because you want to taste something and if you really, really like it, like you really, really like it, you want, you want like three scoops of that stuff because you love what the sample delivered to you and you gotta have the whole thing. That's what he's saying, Philippians chapter three that you got to be an ensample. Now, some of y'all go to these Baskin-Robbins places and y'all get a bunch of spoons so you don't have to buy a cone. I know that, but I'm, I'm kidding. What, he, what he's saying 
that you might be a sample so that somebody else would want the whole thing. You gotta be the mark, be the mark, be the mark. Mark those. And so let's, talk, let's look at, how, how do you do that? How, how can you be the mark? Well, if you go, jump over to, to 1 Peter, I'm sorry, 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter four. Again, it's gonna be in the King James because there's a, there's a word in this um, King James version, it's not in the NIV. Paul is writing to Timothy and he basically gives us six ways that we can be the mark. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers. In other words, this is what a believer looks like. This is what it looks like to be the mark. Timothy, I want you to, don't let people worry about your youth. Don't let them despise you about that. But I want you to be an example of the believers in word in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. And right here, the the Apostle Paul is writing to Timothy and he's telling him, here's how you can be the mark, Timothy. Here's how you can be an example. Here's how you can show people what it looks like to be a believer. Now, check it out. The word ensample, E-N, right? When you break down English, E-N means enter. But E-X means exit. So what, he's, what we see now here in both um, Philippians 3 and 1 uh, Timothy 4, it's like, I'm gonna have this thing that happens on the inside of me. I'm gonna have this thing on the inside of me because as it happens on the inside of me, I'm gonna let that out so I can let that be an example to other people because I've been marked. Now I've been marked, I'm gonna be the mark, amen? That's good preaching, y'all. That's good preaching. Like I, I, so it happens on the inside because I decide to be an ensample because I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good and I'm connected to the whole. And now as I'm connected to the whole, I'm gonna let that out and I'm gonna be an example because I've decided to be the mark, to be the mark, to be the mark. And so he says, Timothy, here's how you're gonna do that. So I'm gonna give you six ways that you can be the mark. If you're not taking notes, I mean, if you're taking notes, you know, write these down. If you're not taking notes, write these down. Um, because you're going to want them later. Number one, he's telling Timothy, tell the story of God. If you're going to be the mark, if you're going to be the mark, if you're going to be the mark, if you're going to be an example, then you got to tell the story of God. That's what he says right here, in word. You're going to have to tell the story of God if you're going to be the mark. Now, the story of God is about a king, a kingdom, and a royal family. If you want to know, you want to know about the story of God, it's about a king, and his name is Jesus who came to establish a kingdom and create a royal family. And because of that, he left the glory of heaven because we had a problem, loved ones, that we couldn't solve. We had a debt that we couldn't pay. We had something we couldn't resolve. And so God in wrapped himself in a human suit. He left the glories of heaven and behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes on the scene and and his disciples say, how should we pray? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the king came to earth because you had a problem that you couldn't solve and you had a debt you couldn't pay. And so he's died on a cruel cross. He was beaten beyond recognition. He was buried in a borrowed tomb, but he was gloriously resurrected on the third day and he ascended to the right hand of the Father because we serve a risen king. And because of that, we are living now as born again believers. We're a part of a kingdom. 
And your job is to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth because God wants us as his created and his followers to colonize, to advance the kingdom. And so every place you put your step, every place you go, every place you walk, you've got to carry the kingdom there. If you're going to be the mark, you've got to carry the kingdom there because the story of God is about a king and a kingdom and you're a member of his royal family because you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You're an adopted son of God. You're an adopted daughter of the king. You are a joint heir with Christ. You belong to a king who lives and reigns in a kingdom because you are his royal family. You have no other choice than loved one than to be the mark, be the mark, be the mark because he did something on the inside and it's gotta come on on the outside. Like that's what it means to tell the story of God. You're going to tell the story, but not just the big story. You're going to tell your story. People need to hear your story about when God became, Jesus became real to you. Dad, you need to tell your children when you got saved. You need to tell your kids you're about your salvation experience. You need, Dad, you need to tell your kids you need to tell your kids when God showed up in this moment, when everything, everything seemed lost and everything seemed hopeless and I didn't know what I was gonna do, Billy. I didn't know what I was gonna do, Sally, but my God showed up and when it seemed to be no way, he made a way because I'm a part of his kingdom and I'm his chosen child. And let me tell you who Jesus is to me. Like you gotta tell them your story. You gotta tell them your story, loved ones. The story of God for you, your salvation, his faithfulness, his goodness, his mercy, his love, his grace. Oh, and I, I felt like I was lost and I didn't know what to do and I didn't know where to go, but my God showed up. My God showed up with an answer and he made a way when there was no way. It was my Red Sea moment. It's when I heard his voice. It's when I saw him work. You gotta tell the story of, of God, loved ones. Be the mark, be the mark, be the mark. Tell the story of God, amen? Be the mark. If you're going to be the mark, you got to tell the story of God. But you also have to live the story of God. That's what he says in first, again, in first Timothy. He's like, Timothy, let no man despise thy youth. Be thou an example of the believers in word, but in conversation. Now, the NIV says in conduct. I think it's interesting that the NIV says one word and the KJV says conversation. And here's what I kind of figured out. Because the word does mean the way you walk. It does mean the way you conduct your life. But why would he say that in the, King, in the, in the King's James? Because here's what I kind of put together, that people talk about what they see. So when you're walking as the mark, and because your life is a conversation, because your life is a conversation and they see how you walk because not only are you telling the story, but you're living the story. Now they're seeing the example of what it means to walk with God. And so they're starting to talk about that. You know what? When he handled that pressure, he handled it different than the world. And so they begin to talk about because your conduct matches their conversation. And because of that, your conversation, your manner of walking begins to tell the story of God. So you, and it's beginning to live the story of God. So when your kids see you go through a struggle, parents, and they see how you respond with kingdom principles, your conversation, the conversation of your lifestyle is showing them that you have decided to be the mark. 
So I've been marked, see, and because I'm gonna be the mark, I'm gonna let my lifestyle demonstrate what I mean by the same, what I, what I know to be true in my life, that I have been marked by Jesus and my lifestyle is gonna show it. I'm gonna not just tell the story, I'm gonna live the story. You see this when Jesus was resurrected and Doubting Thomas had this doubt, right? Because he wasn't there when Jesus was resurrected. And, and Doubting Thomas says, I'm not going to believe unless I see the nails in his hand, nail prints in his hands, and put my hand in his side. Because what Doubting Thomas is saying is what we have people saying about the church today I'm not going to believe it unless I see it. And so I want to see the story of God. I just don't want to hear the story of God. I want to see the story of God. So I'm going to tell the story of God, but I'm also going to live the story of God. If I want to be the mark, be the mark, be the mark. If I'm going to tell it, I'm going to live it. But not only that, I'm going to give the love of God. So I'm going to give the love of God. This is what he tells Timothy, just one verse packed powerfully full of truth. Timothy, don't let people look down on your youth, but in words. So tell the story in conversation, in, in the way you live, live the story. In charity, in other words, give the love of God. We are living in a generation where the world is desperate. Hear me now, look at me. We are living in a time where this world is desperate to see an authentic, accurate representation of the love of God. We have the secret to the problem and his name is Jesus. And they need to see us to give the love of God. We, we, we have such a huge responsibility as the body of Christ, not to just tell the story, not just to live the story, but to give the love of God. We, we, have, we have people today that are looking at us as the body of Christ and going, is there something different about them? Yes, there's something different about them, but it's because of the way they love me. It's because of the way they respond to me. It's because of the way they treat me, because there's something different. It's, they are giving me the love of God. And when you give the love of God away, people are changed. When you give the love of God away and you become the mark, when you decide to be the mark, be the mark, be the mark, when you give the love of God away, people are changed. Jesus in John chapter 13, he tells his disciples this. He says, a new command I give you, John 13, 34, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Like, you see what Jesus is saying? A new command I give you, a new command I give you that you not might, not should when you feel like it, not uh, need to, you must love one another. It's, it's the mandate of Christ. Jesus himself said, no greater love than this and a man lay down his life for a sin. You will, they will know that they are my disciples. In other words, they will, the world will know that they have been marked and that they are the mark by the way they love. By the way you love people, it's going to show up in how you live your life. And I just love it when Jesus says, like, you, you must, you absolutely must love one another as I have loved you. So the way that you've been loved by Jesus, the song that we sing, the faithfulness of God, the never-ending, wide, high, long depth of love of God, I'm going to love people the way God's loved me. And his love is unconditional. His love never ends. His love doesn't change. His love is hopeful. His love is truth. His love is mercy. His love is kindness. Because I've been given that kind of love. I have no other choice but then to go and love people the way I've been loved because I've decided to be the mark. I've got to go love. 
So today, when you're at lunch after after the service and that lady is working and waiting on your table, working on Sunday to pay the bills, you love her. You love her with the love of Jesus. And you give her, if God gives you the ability, you give her a honking tip. And you write a note on that receipt. I see you. God sees you. Thank you for serving me. There's a man named Jesus. He loves you. I hope you have a great day. Give the love. Give the love. Give the love. I mean, Jesus is like, you must. You must love. You must love. You must. You must love as I've loved you. It's just a powerful word. You must love as I've loved you. All men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. It's how you're the mark. Be the mark. Be the mark. So I'm gonna tell the story of God. I'm gonna live the story of God. I'm gonna give the love of God. And I'm gonna be the breath of God. I'm gonna be the breath of God. You see it in the passage? Let no man despise thy youth, Timothy, but be thou an example of the believers. In word, tell the story. In conversation, in other words, live the story. In charity, give the love of God. And in the King James, it says in spirit. That's not in the NIV. It's in the King James, obviously, and it's a little S, and it really means, the the Greek word is pneuma. And in this application, it means their demeanor. Like you've been around people, and their demeanor changes the room. Like they're, like they're just full of joy and happiness. And they're de- like, they have such a gentle spirit about them. They have such a gentle, they're so, they're just have a, they just have a kindness about them. They just have a confident humility about them. They just, like, and so you see this spirit, there, there's this spirit about you. Because you recognize that you're a spirit who happens to have a body, not a body who happens to have a spirit. And so now you have the pneuma, the breath of God in your life. And so you're gonna breathe out the breath of God. You're gonna be the breath of God. You're gonna be, if you're gonna be the mark, you're gonna be an atmosphere changer. So when, when the world is dark around you, you're gonna be salt and light. So God, you're gonna be an atmosphere changer because you're gonna be the mark, be the mark, be the mark. You've decided to be the breath of God. So now you're gonna speak into that situation with life and hope and grace and mercy because your breath, your words carry power. So you're gonna be the breath of God. And you know, you've been around people who do that. And man, you begin to walk a little lighter, right? You begin to like smile a little bigger. You begin to go, man, I just love being around them because you know why that is? Because they decided to be the mark and to be the breath of God. I'm just gonna be the breath of God. Because it matters what you do. It matters where you go. It matters what you say. Well, maybe, maybe this example will help you. So we got over, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. We got, we got cheap Mexican food. Now y'all got Tex-Mex here, okay? But over, over there's a little Mexican restaurant by our house and I usually get the same thing. I usually get a Speedy Gonzalez. Now the Speedy Gonzalez is two tacos, a burrito and rice and beans. And so I'm in that local Mexican restaurant and I say, I'll have the Speedy Gonzalez, please. And the guy behind me, in the booth behind me, he gets fajitas. And you can hear those fajitas coming from the kitchen, amen? 
and the smoke and the aroma and the peppers and the chicken or the or the whatever you can and they come by the they come by my booth and it's you know, and the smoke's going, and they sit down behind me, and they have their fajitas, and I have my Speedy Gonzalez. But when I leave the restaurant, I don't smell like Speedy Gonzalez. I smell like what? Fajitas. Because somehow that got on me. I'm going to say it again. Somehow that aroma got on me. Somehow, that aroma, it got on me. So now you're going to be the breath of God. And now you're going to be speaking life and changing the atmosphere because you decide to be the mark. And that breath of God, somehow that you breathe out because you decide to be the mark, you decide to make a difference with your words, you decide to live on the front lines, you decide to make a difference by being the mark, somehow your aroma is gonna get on somebody else because they've seen a sample of what Jesus looks like and all of a sudden they want the whole thing and now all of a sudden you've just become a Christian fajita. Amen? Because you're gonna breathe the breath of God. You're going to breathe the breath of God. This is what it means to be the mark. Me the mark. Be the mark. I'm going to tell the story of God. I'm going to live the story of God. I'm going to give the love of God. I'm going to be the breath of God. And then I'm going to elevate the standards of God. This is what Timothy did. Timothy gets this from Paul. Be an example of the believers in telling the story, in living the story, in giving the love, in being the breath. He says, in faith. This is not saving faith he's talking about here. This is faith that requires conviction. So what he's telling Timothy is, you gotta be a man or a woman who knows what they believe and they're gonna stand on it because I'm gonna stand right here because I'm a person of faith. I'm gonna have a standard. I'm gonna walk by that standard. I'm gonna elevate that standard in my home. It's not gonna be about rules and regulations. It's gonna be about I know who I am. I know who I believe that he is able to keep that which I've entrusted into that day. And because of that, I have a standard to which I live and therefore I'm going to elevate the standards of God. We're gonna hold our standard high. We're gonna walk in purity and holiness and love and compassion because this is what it means to be a mark. And it's gonna be, be a faith call of mine because I am convicted. I have, I have been convinced, let me say it that way. I have been convinced that this is what it means to be a follower of Jesus and I will not move because my faith is sure because I know who he is. I know what he did and I know who I am. And because of that, I want the world to see a different person because I decided to be the mark. You got to have some standards. You know, in the great theology of Aaron Tippin, in a country song, you got to stand for something. Now, daddy didn't like trouble, but if it came along, everyone that knew him knew which side that he'd be on. He never was a hero or this country's shining light but you could always find him standing up for what he thought was right. He'd say you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. You've got to be your own man, not a puppet on a string. Never compromise what's right and uphold your family name. You've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. And I love that line 
Never compromise what's right and uphold your family name. So you are a part of a kingdom. You have a king and you're a part of a kingdom and you're a member of his royal family. And if you don't stand for something, you're gonna fall for anything. So we're gonna elevate the standards because I know my king and I'm in his kingdom and I'm a part of his royal family. Amen, y'all getting it? So I'm gonna tell the story of God. I'm gonna live the story of God. I'm gonna give the love of God. I'm gonna be the breath of God. I'm gonna elevate the standards of God and I'm gonna delight in the presence of God. If you wanna be the mark, be the mark, be the mark, you've gotta, you've gotta really wrestle with what are you doing with these ways of trying to be the mark. He says again to Timothy, like don't look down on your youth, Timothy, but listen, in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Now, when I read the word purity, some of you make the leap that it's about being sinless, sinless versus sinful, and, and you get kind of this rock and forth between what does that word mean. But when you dig down in that word, it really means to revere and to worship. It's really about reverence and worship. It's really about delighting in the presence of God. Hey, man, Satan hates a worshiping man. Like, be a worshiper. Be uninhibited in your worship. However that looks for you, just be delighted and be delighted in the presence of God. Because when you delight in him, something changes in your life and the world begins to shift. And all of a sudden, matter of fact, I don't think you can do one through five until really you do six. Because it's in the presence of God that I learn to tell the story. It's in the presence of God that I learn to live the story. It's in the presence of God that I'm able to give the love. It's in the presence of God that I'm able to be the breath. It's in the presence of God that I'm able to hold up to the standards, not by my power, but the Spirit of God working in me. And because of that, I'm delighted in the presence of God because I know that He is worthy of all adoration and worship and praise. And He is my King and I'm in His kingdom and because I'm a part of His royal family. And so I'm going to delight in his presence. Because see, if all I get of Jesus is between nine and noon on Sunday morning, that little Christian crouton on my Christian salad ain't going to get me through my bad day. I got to have the presence of God. I got to be in his presence. I got to hear his voice. I got to know what he tells me. I got to go and do that because I've decided to be the mark, to be the mark to be the mark. Psalm 24 kind of puts the bow on this. Psalm 24. The Lord, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. He will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him. Because they've decided to be the mark. For those who seek your face, O God of Jacob, lift up your heads, Oh, you gates, lift up your heads, T-Cab. Lift up your heads, men of God, women of God. Lift up your heads. Be lifted up, you ancient doors. The, the king of glory may come in. 
Because I want to be in his presence. I delight to be in his presence. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. You're in a battle today, get in his presence. You're in a battle today, get in his presence. He will fight for you, loved ones. He will fight for you. You can depend on him. You can trust him. His presence will change your countenance. Lift up your heads, O gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is he, the king of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. If I'm going to be the mark, I'm going to tell the story of God. If you're going to be the mark, let me say it that way. If you're going to be the mark, you're going to tell the story of God, the big story of a king and a kingdom and a royal family. And your story of God, who's God been for you when he showed up for you? You're going to live the story of God. You're going to live it because I won't believe if I don't see. There's a world that's saying that right now. I'm just not going to believe if I don't see it. I want to give the love of God. For what he has freely given me, I will give away. I'm going to give the love of God. I'm going to be the breath of God. I'm going to be a Christian fajita. And I'm going to elevate the standards of God in my home. And I'm 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 just going to delight in his presence. I'm going to delight in his presence. I'm going to be the mark. I'm going to be the mark. I'm going to be the mark. Are you going to be the mark? There's a world looking for you. There's a world looking for you. And I hope that you'll decide today to go and be the mark. So here's what we know. Jesus was marked. His his body was marked with nails and a crown of thorns and a spear to the side. His body was marked with a cat of nine tails that ripped the flesh off of his back. So much of the book of Isaiah would say that men would hide their faces from him. But it pleased the Lord that he would be smitten. Why? Why? Because he loved you enough to be the mark. And if you've accepted Christ as your Savior, then you've been marked. Because Ephesians 1 says that you now have been marked with the promised Holy Spirit. So if Jesus was marked, and he was, and if you have been marked, which I don't know if that's true or not, then you should be the mark if you have been. So now we're in this place. Everybody in this room is in one of three places. I mean, we're in one of two places. I'm either, I've either been marked because I've surrendered my life to Christ, or I haven't been marked. And then if I've been marked, then I get to choose and decide, am I gonna be the mark? And so I don't know where you are today, but for the person right here who's like, oh my goodness, I've been coming to church, I've been here, I've been in Bible studies, I've been, re- I've been around people, but I have never been marked. In other words, let me say it this way, you've never surrendered your life to Christ. You're still dealing with your own problems. You're still trying to solve the debt and pay the debt that you can't pay. And you're lost. And you need to be marked today. That's why I believe the Lord said there are going to be people who are going to release some things and receive some things. And for the person today who said, Dale, I don't think I've ever been marked. I've never surrendered my life to Christ. With the lights up and everybody looking around, I just want to ask you, do you want to be marked today? 
Do you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ? Do you, want to be, do you want to be a part of the kingdom and become a part of the royal family? Do you want to be a part of the kingdom and the royal family? The only way you can do that is if you are born again and you surrender your life to Christ, recognizing that he died for your sin, was buried in the borrowed tomb, was gloriously resurrected on the third day because all of your sin has been paid for, past, present, and future, and the wrath of God has been satisfied. You just need to surrender. Have you been marked? Have you surrendered? So with the lights up and everybody looking around, if you want to be marked today and you want to surrender your life to Christ, I'm just going to ask you to stand up and I want to ask you two questions. Just stand up right where you are. I'm not doing this to embarrass you. or to. I just want to give you a chance to be, be marked. To be marked. Thank you, sir. If... See, because if you, if you can't take a stand in here, you can't stand out there. Because this house is going to love you. This house is going to help you. This house is going to show you how to be the mark. It'll be the most courageous, bold thing you'll ever do. But it will change your life forever. Amen? Anybody else want to surrender your life to Christ? Today is the day of salvation. Today's the day of salvation. Because the Word of God says the moment of conviction is the moment of decision. The Spirit of God's going. And you're hoping I'll shut up and go on? That's God going, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. I'm telling you. Anybody else? I'm not going to delay it, but I want to give you a chance. You want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ and be marked. Anybody else? So my brother, thank you. I honor your commitment today. And I would just ask that you would pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I receive you as my Savior, and I accept you as my Lord. Thank you for marking me. I will live my life for you forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, brothers. Would you all stand as the worship teams come and the prayer team's going to be down here? I was thinking about today and kind of how to wrap this up for you guys who need to make a decision about being the mark. Would you mind bringing the house lights up back up for me? I'm, if you've got a situation right now where you need prayer because you know that you need to be the mark in that situation and you want somebody to intercede for you in that situation family member work environment parent, child. You're like, Dale, I, I, I want to be the mark there, but I, I need some encouragement and some prayer. Because I think what I've heard you tell me today is I need to, I need to do something different. That, you're, that God's calling you to be a mark in a certain situation. Would you come to the front? 
anybody like, I, I know I'm supposed to be a mark in this place and I, I, need, I need some prayer for that. Work, friends, anybody else? Come on. And please don't let this be the only two ladies. I need some men up here. I need, I need not for me. I just, I just think there's something transparent about that when we go, yes, God's calling me as a man of God to take a next step of being the mark here. Anybody else? Because your staff's going to surround you. And you're deciding today, I'm going to be the mark in that place. I'm going to be the mark in my workplace. Anybody? I'm going to be the mark. I'm going to be the mark. I'm going to be the mark. Come on, right now. I'm not going to delay it. I'm not going to belabor it. And then the next response is going to be this. If there's been somebody that's been the mark for you, you go to them and just put your arm around them and say thanks for being the mark for me you can go even right now and just say thanks for being the mark for me hey kids tell your mom and dad thanks for being the mark for me hey dads tell your kids I'm going to be the mark for you anybody else want prayer for just a situation Tommy and Jeff come on Jeff anybody else I just in between services, I just felt like that was a real word for this hour, that I've got a situation where I need somebody to intercede for me and to be the mark, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the mark there. And she'll lead us through worship. You guys respond. I'll be down front if you'd like to talk to me as well. And then um, Jeff will come and close. Father, this is your time. We just pray for your presence, God that you would stir people not to stay the same, but to decide to be the mark. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church at Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.